Hi, I'm Nicole Matheson. Today, I want to talk to you about how to find you in your relationship. Some common words that I hear from women in my relationship coaching practice is, quote, I feel lost. I feel lost in my marriage. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like you in your relationship? Like really you? Really who you are? It can be really easy to lose yourself when you're in a long-term relationship. For some of us, we get together so young and we're still developing and growing as a person. It can start to get really hard to tell where you start and where they begin, where what is you and what is them. It can be hard to tell what is changing due to age and maturity and what is actually the constraints of the family and what is you. And it can be hard to know what you really want, need, desire after so many years of compromise. So the question is, how do we find ourselves again? So I believe we need to consider or reconsider our approach to being in relationship. There are actually many ways to answer this question, but this is my approach today. And here's the thing, there is not just one way to be in a relationship, there are many. I mean, there are 7 billion people living on planet Earth, which means that there are 7 billion different ways to be in a relationship, yeah? I mean, a relationship is basically two people coming together to be a team in the world. And there are endless ways to do that. But we go in thinking there is a right way and a wrong way. I'm wondering, have you ever considered how a relationship would truly work best for you, for who you are? If your answer is no, then you are not alone. Because rather than thinking about who we are, we are often guided by the vision of the fairy tale of the happy ever after. I want you to just take a moment to consider this. Take a deep breath in. <sighs> Who are you? What is the essence of you? Who is your partner? What is the essence of your partner? How does your current relationship reflect who you both are? What are you doing as a team, as two people in an intimate relationship that actually suits who you are? And what are you doing that doesn't actually suit who you are? Asking these questions sets up the foundations of a relationship, of a marriage. But when we don't ask these questions, we are by default founding our relationships on the rules and beliefs that may not even suit us. But we don't stop there. 
we add to those rules and beliefs an additional list of shoulds and presumptions about what it means to be in an intimate relationship. So, for example, beliefs such as we should always feel loving, we should never feel attraction to another human, we should never feel like we want to get away from them, like ever, we should not argue or have conflict or have differences or want different things. We should not want something different to what we have got. Ah, the pressure. All this pressure makes us feel trapped, which feels terrible because deep down we love our partners and we don't want them to be the object of what is making us feel trapped. But living by these rules is not a true expression of who we are. It is instead an expression of the culture, the religion, the family, the social pressure, and perhaps even all the amazingly happy people we see on Instagram and want to be like. So we can easily get drawn into trying to fit ourselves and our relationships into a box of all those expectations. But the box inevitably starts to feel constricting, like a trap like a jail, like a prison. Often in my relationship coaching practice, when we strip relationship distress back to its starting point, we find way back there a lack of permission for a woman to really be who she is in her relationship. It sounds silly, but it's not. It's so, so real. Without this permission to be herself, she holds herself back in an attempt to fulfill the wife, in inverted commas, role in her head. Instead of challenging her beliefs around this role or checking if these presumptions, these beliefs even match her partners, she shrinks herself. Years of shrinking herself later, she feels lost and filled with resentment. But the thing is, our self, our true self, longs to be free. And a healthy, thriving relationship works when it considers exactly who we are, who our partner is, who we are, and it builds from the interface of where we cross over. Don't stress, though, what might spring to mind when I say there are so many ways to be in a relationship are some of the more extreme ways, such as open relationships or living in different cities or doing things radically different. These are options, and they're great if they suit you. But what I'm talking about is much more subtle than that. I'm talking about giving yourself permission to be yourself and express who you are within the realm of your relationship. It's subtle. And the problem is that the pressure of trying to fulfill the good wife role results in us not sharing ourselves. And this is where we get lost. But it's also what holds us out of the relationship that we truly desire. You see, sharing ourselves is, by definition, intimacy 
It's the secret source of connection, of closeness, and of relationships that work. But we stop. We stop sharing our true selves. We stop sharing our real needs. And we stop sharing our deepest desires. We think they're wrong. This is what happened to me. I got stuck and disconnected for many years in my relationship because I stopped sharing because of a presumption that I had about marriage. Deep down, I held a belief that as a married woman, I did not have permission to find other humans attractive once I was married. In my mind, I had chosen my human and forevermore. It was only okay to find him attractive. I know, right? It kind of sounds crazy saying it out loud. But it felt very constricting. It felt very important too. In order to fulfill this belief, this presumption, and not find any other humans attractive, I had to close down my attraction radar entirely. So for me, it was all or nothing. Having my attraction radar on meant I would feel it beep, 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 beeping and going off for another human. And then I would feel guilty, shameful and wrong. I would, in my head, be saying you shouldn't feel attraction to anyone else. So I switched it off entirely, but the consequences of it being off entirely were that I didn't feel attraction to my partner either. So it was bye-bye desire and bye-bye libido. And this presumption did not come from my husband. It was my interpretation of the cultural narrative of happy ever after and what a good wife should do, in inverted commas. Challenging this belief... And sharing it or sharing myself, my truth, with my husband gave me the permission I needed to find other humans attractive and thus to turn my desire and libido back on. Loving life, seeing goodness, seeing beauty, feeling attraction, seeing attractive people around me, yet knowing my boundaries allowed me to be more me. And so much happier as a result, especially in my relationship. You find yourself in your relationship by sharing who you are with yourself and with your partner. And this requires three keys. Here they are. Trust, courage, and knowing your values. So firstly, trust. To share who we are with our partner, we have to trust that we are enough. We have to trust who we are. And this takes some work, some deep, caring, healing work. But we need to trust that who we are is okay and that it's okay to want what we want and to ask for it. It can be really scary to trust, which is why we need the second key. And just another little word on trust, you also need to trust your partner. So if this is an issue for you, take it easy. A key too is courage. 
It takes courage to challenge our old beliefs. It's not easy, nor is it always comfortable, but taking this brave step comes with the reward of a relationship that is much more you. And if sharing yourself with your partner feels like a step too far and a step too courageous, then my tip is to start small. Take tiny little baby steps. Share an easy little part first and then add another little bit and build it up slowly as you go. And the third key is knowing your values. Get really clear on your core relationship values. A lot of us don't know what our relationship values are as we've never really thought about them. But knowing what they are helps you find yourself and then build your relationship with intent and direction from there. When things feel off, you check in with your values and more than likely it'll show that things are not in alignment with your values and that's why they feel off. It might just need a little tweak or a new boundary to get back into alignment. Okay, so your relationship can be a beautiful, safe vessel for you to be fully, truly, freely you. Squashing yourself in a box that is not made for you is not sustainable. Over time, we get cranky and more often than not, the object of our fury is our partner when mostly it's not their fault that we are squashed, but our own self-imposed presumptions. Feeling stuck in a box in your relationship builds resentment. If you are filled with resentment for your partner, I have an online workshop, Release Resentment, which is going to explore where resentment comes from, how to release it, and how to keep it gone and maintain this sense of clarity, connection, and love with your partner. You can get my Release Resentment workshop by going to www.nicolematheson.com forward slash resentment. So I hope this post inspires you to explore your ideal relationship and to share more of who you are. Take care. Bye.